of 115 counts. He sat silently in the courtroom for the brief hearing. Eight attempted murder charges were added. Ten people were killed. ...of the victims were there, and they let the defendant know this. 18-year-old Peyton Gendron appeared before a judge today. He has been indicted by a grand jury on first-degree murder charges. The district attorney, Michael Doherty, explained why adding the new names is important. Under the state constitution, every victim uh, has a right to be heard and to be supported, to have access to resources, and to have their voice heard in court. Buddy, you already know who it is. It's your boy, Elijah McKnight of Sigma Male Diaries. Ladies and gentlemen, please remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. And hit that notification bell so you'll be notified of my upcoming videos. And also, ladies and gentlemen, please assist me in reaching that 1,000 subscriber count. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to monetize my YouTube channel. You already know who it is. I'm in it too, just like everybody else, ladies and gentlemen, to share information to spread knowledge, and to let you guys know what's going on in society. Because a lot of people aren't paying attention. They're going about their lives, and they're hopping in their bag. But the thing is this. Are you recognizing the true problems that could actually get in your way? Such as racism, political injustice, all this supremacist stuff that's going around? You know, for example, let's use what happened in Colorado. Okay, when the guy had injured, like, I think he shot like eight people or something like that, and maybe three or four died, or he shot 10 people, injured 10 people, and three or four died. However, I do have the video that I am talking about in my video. Yeah, I have it. But on a real note, ladies and gentlemen, um, this whole thing with this Buffalo Top shooting at Top Supermarket, this is a tragedy. This is a lynching. This is a massacre. This is, in fact, injustice. Why would a man kill 10 people? You understand me? And wound three, but only be charged with one count of murder compared to the guy Ahmad Alyssa that caused all that destruction, that caused all that racial tension and everything but he got, he got charged with multiple counts. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to have you guys sit back. I'm not going to interfere or anything. I'm just going to let you watch the video and you give me your thoughts on this. Please give me your, give, give me your, you know, give me your opinion on this whole thing because this is crazy. I, I just don't understand me knowing the law, me practicing state, federal and state law, excuse me, for over 18 years. It may not seem like it, but yes. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm educated to the legal system. You know what I mean? So, I mean, regardless of his, if he's being charged with a federal crime, regardless if you know, whatever the case is, if he have connections to this whole supremacist group or groups, these mobs, these lynchmen, you know, it also brings back to me the whole notion of why are they procrastinating on the lynching bill. Why are they taking a time to do away with the lynching bill? It's not constitutional. It shouldn't still be standing. You understand? This, These are the things that you need to pay attention to, ladies and gentlemen. The bag, okay, we can say that's a, a benefit, but what good is it going to do you? 
if they're starting this whole thing all over again, they're meaning the supremacist, the racist, the KKK, whatever you want to call it, because this is that. You understand what I'm saying? They do not value African lives in America. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for a change. A lot of people, you know, look at me like, hey, man, why are you so rough? Why are you so this and that? And I tell them all the time, fuck society, their laws, their ways, their control, their suppression, their oppression. You know, this, this is crazy. Why? And I do mean why have a group of people in the country that you don't even respect as human beings? Is it because it's a business? Is it because we're money? Is it because we're still slaves and don't recognize it? Ladies and gentlemen, it's about that time. We about to get to the show. Some relatives of the victims were there and they let the defendant know this. 18-year-old Peyton Gendron appeared before a judge today. He has been indicted by a grand jury on first-degree murder charges. He was shackled at the waist, had on a mask, and said very little except in response to a few questions from the judge, again connected with the first-degree murder charge. Now, Gendron has pleaded not guilty during today's court proceeding. As I mentioned, family members of some of the victims were present and someone yelled at the defendant as he's being taken back to jail. Take a listen. Once again, someone yelled, Peyton, you're a coward. He is accused of shooting 13 people at a Buffalo supermarket last Saturday. Ten of the victims died. All of the deceased were African-American. Authorities say he was a white supremacist, had ties to such, and streamed his rampage live before it was stopped. Officials say he chose to target that part of Buffalo because it had the highest number of black residents close to his vicinity. Investigators say he posted his writings to online discussion groups, including a private diary on the chat platform Discord, where he detailed plans for the racially motivated attack. Now, according to the AP, Discord confirmed that an invitation to access his writings was sent to a small group of people about 30 minutes before the assault began. It's unclear how many read those posts or if anyone tried to alert the authorities. Authorities are continuing to investigate the possibility of hate crime and terrorism charges. The judge ordered that the defendant be remanded back to jail without bail. He will be back in court on June 9th. The King Supers in Boulder had a brief court appearance today. It came after the district attorney filed more charges. CBS4's Rick Salinger explains that decision. For those hoping this court appearance might reveal new information as to a possible motive for this horrible crime, there was disappointment. What there were were more charges. 21-year-old Ahmad Alisa now faces a total of 115 counts. He sat silently in the courtroom for the brief hearing. Eight attempted murder charges were added. Ten people were killed in the March shooting. The new victims were named as the investigation continues. The district attorney, Michael Doherty, explained why adding the new names is important. Under the state constitution, every victim uh, has a right to be heard and to be supported, to have access to resources, and to have their voice heard in court. They were given notice out on the street, leave town, leave town. They're killing all of the black people. An entire community was destroyed. Their wealth was taken from them. It looked as if it was Hiroshima. Atomic bomb had gone off. What few trees were left had no leaves. They were just charred. 
And then the story was suppressed until almost now. The Greenwood District, or what it becomes known as Black Wall Street. These are people who own their own homes. They had their own businesses. It was a vibrant community. What happened in 1921 on May 31st through June the 1st was 18 hours of sheer terror. I never want to see anything like that again. Never. We don't know who fires the first shot, but that begins a bloodbath. African-Americans are attacked in their homes. They are machine gunned down in the streets. They woke up to the sound of bullets hitting their home. Smoke and flames are everywhere. They set fire to the curtains so the houses will burn. Airplanes, the morning of June 1st, flying over the city and dropping turpentine bombs. You are seeing them get away with murder. Murder. Some relatives of the victims were there, and they let the defendant know this. 18-year-old Peyton Gendron appeared before a judge today. He has been indicted by a grand jury on first-degree murder charges. But I've been telling you one story since we first came on the air, and it was about this man here, Grady Lewis. You were in that tops earlier this afternoon. We're going to get to that story. Uh, but you told me just a few moments ago that you actually spoke with the suspect yesterday he was here tell me more about that um i seen him and he looked strange in the neighborhood anybody had a genius shirt on so i wanted to see if he was a genius and we sat and talked about string theory critical race theory uh the beginning of civilization and and he seemed like he was a genius actually uh he said he came up just to see the countryside and um he was gonna go out camping he bought a, a big thing, a jug of water. He had a little nervous twitch to him. I bought him something to drink, and we sat and talked for about an hour and 45 minutes after seeing the pictures and seeing the blue car that I seen him got into um, yesterday. So it's a shock right now, and he told me his name was Peyton. Um, so it's a shock. And we did see a blue car get taken away from yep. this scene just about a half hour or so ago. And you were saying that you were speaking with him on a bench that's located outside of this tops. Yes. That's the bench that earlier today, when I first got here, you were the first person I spoke to. You were telling me that bench is your office. Yes. And you usually like to stop and sit there and talk yes. to people that yes. are passing by. Today, you didn't stop. Yes. So walk me through uh, your afternoon here at the tops. Well, I went in there and got me some um, a juice. And um, I didn't want to sit there today, so I walked across the street and I opened up my, my, my juice. And as I opened up my juice, I heard what I knew wasn't a firecracker. And I looked up and I seen a guy shooting people. Then I seen a security guard run inside. And then I seen him going after him shooting. And I saw him come back out and, and I, he had all camouflage on and glasses and helmet, and then he put the gun to his head, and he dropped it. He took off his gloves, he took off um, something, um, his gun, he put it down, he took off his vest, and then um, he got on his knees and laid down and put his hands behind his back, and they, uh, they arrested him at that point. And the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, you were telling me about the security guard, the former Buffalo police officer who has tragically died in this incident 
you were telling me today he told you no lingering around the store. We got to got to keep it clear. Yes. You credited that man with saving your life. Yes. I heard him say to someone, there's no lingering around the store. So me knowing that he is a Buffalo police officer, I never really wanted to give him an opportunity to say anything to me. So when I do go, I shop and I leave. And that's the reason why I left, because I heard him tell people that a couple times. So you don't really got to tell me something four or five times for me to understand. And from what I heard, he went back and he shot at him when he went in the store. So yeah, but if he wasn't there, I would have been sitting there. So I'm definitely thankful that I heard him say that. Yes, I'm definitely thankful to Mr. Salters. Yes, definitely. Well, Mr. Lewis, thank you so much for joining me here tonight and for telling me your story earlier today. I appreciate it. Uh, this entire community here is mourning this tragic loss. There's a memorial set up down Landon Street here. A truly challenging, difficult, sad, heartbreaking day. Here Murder. It wasn't the only event that took place during a period known as the Red Summer of 1919. Ultimately, it was all covered up. There are generations of folks who grew up in Tulsa who never heard about this. There's the immediate aftermath of the race massacre, and there is rebuilding in that period of time. The same will, ingenuity, and determination of black people to make a way out of nowhere. The charred remains of their hopes, the embers of their dreams, and yet from that wreckage, they rebuilt. And we believe very strongly that black Tulsans deserve truth, reparations, and repair. The elected representatives, uh, members of law enforcement uh, that are standing here today, that our continued uh, thoughts and heartfelt prayers go out to the families of the victims of this terrible, heinous crime. I want to also thank law enforcement at every level uh, for their work. So again, uh, we are here to report that the evidence collection phase of this portion of the investigation inside the top supermarket has been concluded. Uh, we are fortunate that there has been such an incredible outpouring of support for the family of the victims and for the members of this community. Topps Markets uh, has been among those who have come up with a variety of different ways uh, to support uh, families and the community. I now want to ask John Persons, the president of Topps, to say a few words. Thank you, uh, Mayor Brown, and I think I'll start by saying that uh, TOPS understands the role it plays in the Jefferson Avenue community and the role that this store plays in particular to the neighborhoods and honestly the role that, uh, that we play in the city of Buffalo. And we have been committed to the city of Buffalo for a long time, since our beginning, since our founding 60 years ago. And this event doesn't stop that commitment. We will be here, we will be in this store it will take some time for us to understand exactly the specific timeline for opening. 
We want to bring the best-in-class store to this uh, location. We want to make sure that it is done right and we open it in a respectful manner for our associates, our employees, and for the community at large. But you have our commitment that we will do that. We will balance all of those priorities and we will make sure we open this store and it will be a beautiful to, uh, to the victims and all the survivors of this uh, tragic event. Until we can open it, we will be in the community supporting, supporting the neighborhood, supporting the people of the community, and of course, supporting our associates. You have our commitment with that. Thank you. Uh, John Persons, President of TOPS, thank you. We thank you for your commitment to this community. I've had the opportunity uh, to speak with John during the course of this tragedy. Uh, Governor Kathy Hochul has had the opportunity uh, to speak to John during the course of this tragedy. And it is good to hear uh, that Tops will try to reopen the store, not try, but will reopen the store uh, as soon as they possibly can. I also want to thank Governor Hochul uh, for her supports and resources to the community. Unfortunately, Governor Hochul could not be here with us today, uh, but she is watching remotely. Uh, now I would like to turn things over to Trini Ross, uh, the U.S. Attorney for the Western District. Thank you, Mayor. I want the community to know that I spoke with the Attorney General of the United States this morning, Merrick Garland. He is aware of the situation and the need for the supermarket in this community that is a food desert. He is committed and he has been committed to making sure that this supermarket could be returned and open to the community as soon as possible. And so we're here today to do that. Um, and I want the people of Western New York to know that the Attorney General is quite aware of this investigation and what's going on in this community. He provides his support. We have all the support of the Department of Justice that we need to make sure that we do the investigation we need to the way it should be done in this community. I'm here to serve the people of this community and I will continue to do that. Thank you. Uh, we are now going to have a prayer from one of the City of Buffalo Police Department chaplains, uh, Reverend James Lewis. Let us pray. Most gracious and heavenly Father, the creator, sustainer of all of us, irregardless as to who we pray to, we're all praying, and Buffalo's a praying community. Father God, we ask you to join us at this time. Wrap your loving arms around us. We pray for the 10 souls that have lost, those that were wounded. We pray for those that have been victimized and subjugated to this horrific act. Now, God, we pray that healing would now start to take place in this community. We thank God for tops. We take, thank God for a top that is caring. Tops cares, and we care about Tops because we care about this community. We pray that this supermarket will open, not might open, but will open bigger and better than it's ever been. We pray that this will be the new flagship of this 60-year-old organization, and it'll rise up bigger, stronger, and better than it's ever been, and that the people of this community will be blessed from this time forward. Thank you for the mayor, the governor, the leadership, and the, all the law enforcement people. We thank you for those that cleared the building.
building. And now for tops to prepare it for us to go back and shop. Now, God, be with us in our uprising and our downsetting from this time forward. Bless as only you can. In his name we pray. Amen. Mayor, I'd like to present on behalf of the FBI and everybody here who's doing the work, the evidence collection, this flag that was flown over the supermarket. Thank you very much. I'd like to um, uh, now present this flag to John Persons, the president of TOPS. I want to thank Steve Belanger, the special agent in charge of the Buffalo FBI, uh, for his work and for the work of the men and women in the FBI and law enforcement. All I'm saying is this, ladies and gentlemen, it's very important to pay attention to the times, the things that these supremacists are doing. For example, look what they've done to our Black Wall Street. They dismantled it, they demolished it, and they didn't even give the proper assistance for our ancestors and relatives to get back on track and to continue being successful creating generational wealth. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for watching. I really appreciate you guys taking your time out. Just let me know what you think. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions or any concerns, feel free to hit me up at alphamalediaries at gmail.com. Once again, that's alphamalediaries at gmail.com. And this is your host, Nigel McKnight of Sigma Male Diaries. Some of you might like what I say, but then again, some of you might not, but I don't give a fuck. And I really don't. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all stay safe. Be blessed. But I'm happy.